0: Welcome to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. Yara is the global leader in crop nutrition knowledge and a producer of quality fertilizer products. Grow
1: the future with Yara.
0: Hello and welcome from me, Ken Rundle. In this special podcast, we'll look at how data collected, shared and analyzed by farmers, agronomists and researchers is increasing our knowledge of how to drive up crop yields in a sustainable way. The Yield Enhancement Network, or YEN, started with some 30 members back in 2013, and now has closer to 300 UK-wide. From the initial focus on grain, there's now a growing range of crops involved, and as farmers face ever greater pressure to produce more with fewer imports and a lower environmental impact, it's a programme proving its worth. Yara have been a sponsor of YEN since the beginning, alongside many other well-known independent research and industry organisations but the godfather and initiator of Yen is generally recognized as Professor Roger Sylvester Bradley, head of crop performance with the advisory body ADIS. He joins us now. Roger, what was the thinking back in those early days?
1: Well, I've um, had a long career and I should have retired at at about that time. But we did some experiments and, and realized that we were... Uh, not understanding what was actually happening on farms well enough in terms of crop performance. And after all, that was my whole intention. So uh, we needed to look for more trustworthy data about how farms were performing. And the Olympics happened in 2012. And we thought, well, the Olympics have trustworthy data and it's, come through competition why shouldn't we have a crop competition and everybody if they're going to compete will have to trust each other's data so that's what we organized in the end it was initially just for a bit of fun but then we did add some measurements that would help us explain why the winners won and why other people didn't so what is the data
0: we're talking about and and i suppose over the years has what you measured changed much
1: Well, no, what we've measured hasn't really changed. We've been measuring the same things all the way through, but the sorts of things we measure are the sorts of things that crop scientists, which is what I am, use to explain yield. So there are sorts of things like head numbers and grain numbers and total biomass, as well as, of course, the yield. And more recently, we've introduced these measurements of nutrients.
0: But coming back to your need to, to know what's actually going on farm, it's also the area that the farm's in and, and so on, because there's so much variation across individual farms in a certain county, let alone in a, in a whole region.
1: Absolutely. The, 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 the thing we've really discovered is how different farms are. There's a big farm factor for almost everything we seem to measure for the for the yields themselves and for the nutrition. Uh, and so we need to understand that farm factor because it can be just neighbouring farms. One seems to have high protein, one seems to have low protein across the board. And that's to do with things like soil type and nutrient inputs. Well, yes, we don't fully understand what it is due to. It's something we've got to sort of just farm by farm, I think, has a responsibility to understand their own uh, variation and where they sit in the spectrum of variation. You know, we have huge variation for all these things at farm scale. So, you know, we see yields varying from 5 tonnes to 16 tonnes. It's a huge variation.
0: And the key thing is this information is shared. The farmers involved in the scheme are able to to, to benchmark their operation
1: against other. It's anonymized, but it's other data. Correct. Correct. That's exactly the, the, the thing. And uh, we all sort of think of our own data as being something we should protect. But if you can anonymize it, then it's much more powerful to share it and just so that you can see everybody else and you can see yourself in relation to everybody else. It's so powerful to compare with just keeping your own data to yourself. You know, if you send your uh, grain to the lab for analysis and just get one number back, it's not at all useful.
0: That's an important part of the system is the support offered to Yen by Yara's Land Crop Laboratory and a key part of landcrops workload involves gr- that grain analysis you've just talked about how significant has the shift to grain analysis been for yen
1: well it, initially we just introduced it as a as a, a an extra measurement that we thought might be interesting but as time has gone on we've come to realize it's pretty fundamental when you measure the nutrients in grain you're actually measuring the total ultimate success of your nutrient management. So it is the definition of success or otherwise in nutrient management. So it's really significant. You know what the
0: inputs have been, but also, of course, what's coming off the field with every load of grain that goes down the
1: road. Absolutely. So you can, can relate one to the other. And, you know, if you if you see things are are, are not going wrong, you can have a way of putting them right. But at the moment, if we don't do grain analysis, we're pretty much working blind.
0: Now, I've heard the term full spectrum grain analysis linked also with full spectrum leaf analysis. What are they all about?
1: Well, there are 12 essential nutrients for any plant needs 12 and one or two uh, more for some particular species. But, but for cereals and oilseeds and pulses, you need 12 nutrients. So comprehensive grain analysis means 12 uh, nutrients are analysed. And that's what LandCrop and the other labs all uh, report on, on grain and on leaves. But of course, when we analyse soil, we only get three or four that's a. I was going to ask
0: that. How how does this type of analysis compare with soil analysis? Because it's a topic I'll be covering in a future podcast.
1: Yes. Well, um, I mean, soil analysis is all uh, an essential part of understanding nutrition, um, but it does only tell us the pH, and uh, and obviously pH tells us about the availability generally uh, of nutrients. But uh, and then it tells us about PK and MG, but. But what we believe we need to understand is all the nutrients and, and a lot of farmers appreciate the value of that because one nutrient may be holding back the, the usefulness of the other. There's still
0: a lot of understanding required of this. It, it, we've been studying crops for generations, but uh, we still there's an awful lot we still don't know
1: absolutely the, the the yen is very much a learning process by everyone i'm a scientist i that doesn't mean i know everything that means i know virtually nothing i just know what to measure
0: so that's one of the things after what eight years you've you've learnt from the from yen um, what other things do you regard as benchmarks or,
1: or as highlights the most important thing is this learning by sharing that's the 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 top headline discovery that's really hit me you know from the point when I should have retired and what is energizing me now is that we can help with the ends and with the yen type approach for anything for yield for nutrition for for we, we just introduced a yen for uh, zero called yen uh, uh, you know going to net zero so w- we can learn how to make progress and we've got goodness me how many challenges have we got coming to us with with the loss of support for farming uh, we've we've got a lot of learning to do and we're gonna do it fast fastest by this learning by sharing
0: and in negotiating with government because uh, deposit so much depends on government policy and with negotiating with government you need data you need facts and figures especially if you're handling the Treasury
1: absolutely Ken. yes <laughs>
0: you know <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be payment by results in future it, and and you it, need to be able is. to
1: prove things but and and I think you know the farming industry can tell government useful things with these sorts of data. The more people we can get involved, the more powerful we'll become. I suppose the
0: other question all of this begs is what so so what is the potential for the future? You've just uh, alluded to a couple of things there, but I understand there's even international interest.
1: Yes, absolutely. We we. Uh, I mean, we've started, you know, at the coalface, and we've we've actually struggled to get ourselves into the proper digital twenty-first century. But we are now doing that. So we've we've now in the, into the future. We've rather than working with written reports that come once a year, we're now operating with a, a website where you can actually see your own data any time you want in relation to everybody else's, any time you want, we call that dynamic benchmarking. And we've got uh, other yens, as I mentioned, to do with net zero, to do with, um, well, the, the same sort of philosophies affecting our crop protection community as well. But but also we're, we've got interest from North America and, and in Europe.
0: How difficult is it for farmers to service all this data collection? I mean, obviously, it's dependent on samples. What's the process for that? People understand, I suppose, uh, uh, we'll have their grain tested at the mill or at the Weybridge when they, they send it into the
1: sale. But what goes on? Yeah, that's a good question, Ken. It, it is slightly different from the way we've been used to grain analysis because we're doing it to understand our growing process rather than our what the value of what we're selling. So we have to analyse field by field, which means... As every trailer comes into the grain store, you need to take a couple of handfuls as it's tipped and put it in a bucket. And when you finished harvesting that field, mix the grain from that bucket and send and take a handful and send it to the lab. And that gives a pretty darn good representation of of that whole field. Um, and and if we can take these records, you know, we get the yield from the field, we get the grain sample from the field, and we have the agronomy for the field, we start building a database. It's not, it's It's unfortunately at the moment, we haven't got slick systems that get people's uh, crop recording schemes to connect in with the yen, but that will come. You've mentioned nutrition clubs before.
0: Where do they fit in?
1: Yes, well, that uh, this is... Particularly, to do with nutrition, I mean because there are twelve essential elements, and uh, it is bound to be complicated, and because there are so many different soil types, so many different crops, and crops are not all the same, you know the legumes and the oil seeds and the and the cereals um, all behave differently, so w- we need to build our understanding, and we 've got this farm factor that we don 't understand, so we 've got to work together, and that 's a matter of sharing our data, but also discussing our data. So we think uh, the way forward for this is for groups of farmers, possibly guided by the same advisor, you know, an advisor can run a a group of farmers and, and have discussion groups where these data are shared and understanding is built and maybe even experiments are done if there are puzzles that are worth experimenting on.
0: What ex, what's your experience of how farmers have got, to, got used to the idea of sharing this information? The arable sector has always been a lot better than the, the, the traditional hill farmers and, and beef farmers in the past, although they're changing. Um, but nevertheless, it, there must be one or two folk who come into this a bit wary.
1: There's been a bit of controversy about whether farmers want to compete or not, because some farm some farmers are competitive and some farmers are not. But actually, and so the interesting thing has been that we started with mostly competitive farmers, you know, wanting their gold, silver or bronze. and And whereas now we have the majority of farmers are really just in it to understand. So... Um, I mean, of course, we were only working with hundreds of farmers at the moment, and there are thousands of farmers. So we need, we need to sort of hopefully encourage and attract and persuade the, the other hundreds.
0: And if they want to get involved, what do they do? If they want to get involved in yen?
1: I hope you, can, you find it easy. You just go onto our website, just Google yen and nutrition. And that will take you to our website and and there is a page there where you can uh, read all about it. You can uh, enter and, um, you know, if you if you enter, you can pay online, You, you get your your sample kit sent from the lab and your reports will come. You'll get you'll get three different reports
0: we've talked about farmers but obviously you're talking about farmers and advisors agronomists whatever it's it's very much a team operation as far as yeah. the data the, yeah. the actual amount of data is pretty large
1: yeah it's it well it <laughs> we've just put all the end data into one single database so everybody can see everything you know anonymized but everybody who engages in the end and we've got something like uh, 3 quarters of a million bits of data in there so it's there's a lot of data but it's all nicely organized so that and with this benchmarking idea you can go in there and look at your data for any particular measurement compare it with everybody else or subsets of other people so i suppose to finish
0: roger what's pleased you most about the performance of what is in a sense your initiative in launching yen back in 2012 2013
1: well i i mean the the first thing that's pleased me is we're still we're still growing i mean i i've never had a project that lasted 8 years before <laughs> and and this one is only just beginning and we've done 8 years so it, it clearly you know we're growing uh year by year, we we started with the 30, we started with just six sponsors of which Yara was one. And, and now we have over 40 sponsors. We have hundreds of, of farmers involved. We've got this interest from abroad. So it, it really is a very exciting time and i have no plans to retire anytime soon
0: well the longer the period the data is collected the long the more data that's collected the more more information can be extracted and the more information so as you say an exciting time for a researcher like yourself
1: absolutely ken that's ex- you summed it up very well Well, I hope
0: so. We've been hearing from Professor Roger Sylvester Bradley, Head of Crop Performance with ADAS. Roger, it's been encouraging to hear how data harvested by the yield enhancement networks are making a difference. We so often hear that data might change the way we farm, but not always how. Now we know. I'm Ken Rundle, and in the next podcast, I'll be looking at soil analysis and organic matter. Join me in a couple of weeks' time. Thanks for listening to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. For more information, visit yara.co.uk or yara.ie.